Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's good? My name is Chris Styles. I'm back and this is Trapping Anonymous. It's only entertainment. Please don't get me indicted. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed the Hedge Fund Anonymous series. Uh, before we get back into all that ratchet shit, all the ratchet talk that you know uh, Trapping Anonymous for, I just wanted to get the education out there first and foremost to the people. And then, you know, once we finish with uh, the information, we could get back into the ratchet. But then I'm always trying to find a way to bring it back home because we got to know the education on this stuff and we ain't getting it in school. Um, this is Credit Score Anonymous on this episode. I really, um, a lot of us black people, a lot of us people um, don't really know much about credit scores and uh, obtaining credit and maintaining a good credit score and uh, maintaining good credit. Um, so on this episode, we're going to get into that. I want to shout out everybody that copped a trap in anonymous sweatsuit sold out in two weeks. Um, I really do appreciate everybody. Um, a lot of people are hitting me up to bring them back. I don't really know if I want to. It's a, it's a lot of work, uh, that goes into limited. Yeah, they was very, very, very limited, man. Uh, I, I didn't. It's it shipping stuff, getting people's orders right, sizing, uh, the shop uh, sending you stuff. It's just a lot of work. So um, <clears throat> I'm not really in that manufacturing business, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I come out with. Um, uh, as always, uh, trappedanonymous.com. You know what it is. Uh, my name is at Chris Styles. This is Trapping Anonymous. It's only entertainment. Please don't get us indicted. This is Credit Score Anonymous. Let's get it. What's good, bro? Ain't shit. Yo, man, believe it or not, I had people, like I was doing a series with the Hedge Fund um, Anonymous. I had people like, yo, bring back the Black Entrepreneur um, episode guy. Bring back the Black Wall Street guy. So <clears throat> I thought it was fitting to have you come up here again. Right. Um, I'll let them figure out which episode you is from. Um, my, my listeners are usually good with... Uh, being detectives and shit like that. But um, <laughs> I just want to get straight into um, this kind of shit. So what exactly is a credit score? Credit score is something that basically determines your credit worthiness. I mean, it's on a scale of, it, it's, I think the minimum score is like a 400 or 500 or something like that. Uh, I think it's actually like 450. The minimum, and then, oh, okay. you know, it, it just determines your credit worthiness, meaning just how likely you are to pay something on time to pay something in full mm-hmm. or are you going to ghost? I feel like a lot of uh, people in our culture, honestly, if I'm being real, they don't think about credit score. They don't think about credit. They don't think about because they're not uh, they're not trying to obtain any loans. Right. They're paying rent for the rest of their life. They don't want to become um, owners of anything. And we're in a, we're in a society, too. I, you know, us, you know, it's like black people, we have a cash rules yeah, everything type of mentality. The, ma- the, the money under the mattress mentality. Yeah, that, that same thing. Same thing with like banks. You know, right. like a lot of our people to this day. I mean, I know people that I know millennials that don't trust banks. Yo, I was like you that. I mean? used to keep the money in the crib, <laughs> right? Like in a little safe box. 
And I mean, that's I mean that's that's something I think that goes on not only through the you know you taught in your family, but that's also the lack of information you're given in school. Like there's like nobody has any classes that talk about how to open up a bank account, right, how right, to open right. up a savings account, right. you know, how to you know have an IRA. You know, right. how much you put away for retirement. Things of that nature. That's, that's why you see a lot of kids, when, they, when they're trying to get money and grants and everything, and scholarships for school, they have no idea about this kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that actually should be taught or at least should be offered as electives. Right, so, so that, you have yeah. the option to know about uh, life insurance policies. Yeah, like yeah, like life insurance policies. They think about, like, we're in a day and age, too, where, like, GoFundMe is a, is a big thing. It's huge. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, somebody, somebody passes away. It's a GoFundMe. Right. And nobody should be in that situation because you look at life insurance policies, you can get a life insurance policy and you, when you're 20 years old, okay. paying, I mean, it could be as little as $10 per month on a life insurance policy. Wow. And after a couple of years, you know, if something happens, there's you have no burden to your family. You, you know, you're, you're going to get it. You're gonna get, and and, and I, think a, covered. I think a lot of, a lot of it is we, we always think about our time here. Right, we don't right. we don't think we're selfish in that regard. Like we don't think about uh, the burden that will be to uh, our kids or the burden will be to our family and friends. We just think we're gonna live it up while we're here, and you know what I'm saying. Take it exactly. But if you put in a life insurance policy, you got something that you've been paying for, you know, a substantial amount of time. You cashing out half a million dollars. Exactly. And this was something that you was just paying a little bullshit twenty dollars a month. Exactly. Your family got enough money to bury you. They might have enough money to take care of maybe an outstanding bill you might have. That was another thing that All I wanted that. to um, uh, graze on is like the first thing these these people with real money do when they have a child, the first thing they do is open up a life insurance policy on that oh, kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be That's really cheap. Up, you know what I mean? That, gen- that generational okay. that, that wealth. Even if, you know, the families, families that aren't exactly quote unquote wealthy, you know, your middle class, upper middle class families... If they're smart enough putting money away, you know, anything happens to a parent before their time, right. kids set up. Right, right. And that's the thing is, like, that goes back to credit, like, right. our trust in banks. Yeah. It's just all... It's all messed all, up. It's all fucked up. Okay, why is it... Imp- why is why is good credit important? Uh, I think the first... Well, first and foremost, I think the so many companies now, more than ever reference credit scores for anything, even jobs. I know people who, who didn't get jobs because they had their credit score run and it was Holy low. Shit. And especially in like retail. Because if you have a if you have a poor credit score, two things come to mind for an employer. They're like, one, well, this person, you know, their their, their credit worthiness is low. So they're more prone to probably steal. Wow. Fraud. Wow. Things of that nature, and it also just kind of shows character. Isn't that like, like discrimination? Just, though? like it, it, it can be seen as that, but I yeah. mean, it it makes a lot of sense because if this person doesn't have you know good credit, there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, that's an economic situation. That's true too. Because they're like you know because because if you have enough money, think about. It. I mean, I know people who came into money, and the first thing they did was start to repair their credit. They got their credit report, and they were like, "Oh, four hundred dollars a sprint." Right, pay it off. Right, you know, I, I, I got, I got this. I got evicted two years ago. Yeah, pay this off because you know it's it's in the it's a, a, you know a, 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 the company a credit recovery company, whatever it is a law of whatever it's called. Right, like they're cl- they, collectors. Yeah, they they, they got all that. That's all the money, and 
So that also shows that you're not, you don't have any financial stability. Okay, yo, you know what I was, um, my friend was telling me about some show, I think it's called like Black Mirror or something like that. And they had some way or some app that's being released right now um, in China. And they said it was like some kind of spinoff of the show Black Mirror because people, um, there's this app that allows people to gain a score. And this score is based on your friends that you associate with, the people you follow, the people you hang out with, the th- the things you eat, even down to the food, and it gives you scores. And based on these scores of your social life, interactions, people, things like that, you can get loans, you can get mortgages, huh. just based off of, and, and it's just like this new That's way of just like surveilling people yeah. and, and, and things like that. But I say that to say, I mean, it's the, like credibility. Well, the way you said that you you talked about how like you you know you you can get scores from like your friends and family and stuff like that. Right. There's ways. I mean, there's ways, for instance, to build your credit up fast. And one of the ways is is to get somebody with a really high credit score to co-sign to put you on to one of their credit accounts oh, as authorized user. And that that alone, I've seen. I think people have said that credit score is going up like. 75 to 100 points. And just, that's just and, because and, they have, might have someone with like a perfect credit score, which is like a, like a 750, whatever. And I say yours is like a 525. You, if that, because it shows that basically, they trust you. Yeah. So you have the trust of someone who's very serious about their credit and they're not going to just, you know, put you on there, you know, for no bullshit. I didn't know that. It's just the same way where you may not be able to get approved for an apartment yourself at all. Right. You may, but you might have a parent. That you know, that's why when they ask for guarantors, guarantee the guarantee, you might have to have make like eighty thousand dollars and have like a six fifty credit score to get into approved for an apartment, right? And but your guarantor has to make like two hundred thousand, yeah, and has like a seven twenty five credit score, and, another, and that's why though, because I mean, you they they're literally taking up for you know them and you. And another thing uh, with that whole uh, situation is like. They, they they can't have that debt to income ratio. They look at all that stuff. Yeah. Even your co-signers. They want to know that, you know, after, you know, they pay their bills and, you know, their car notes or whatever the case may be, that they have that they have enough money for themselves and for you. Yeah, they don't want yeah, they don't make sure somebody's not because so, a, a lot of people just think because that person got money that okay, they good, there's a good person to co-sign. But it's like you don't have money unless your your debt to income is is right. low. If that it, if that debt to income ratio is high, that person don't have a lot of money. Oh, it's like um, it's 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 a thing they have going around. It's 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 a, it's about uh, Wall Street traders. Like very young Wall Street traders are, ironically, terrible with money. Wow. Like they could make their clients millions of dollars, but they're personally terrible with money. Per, partly, partly because of like the, the amount of money they, they have coming in. So you have like you have like a 24, 25 year old trader that may be making two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. But he's but he's literally waiting for a check every two weeks. Because now that check might be for fifteen twenty thousand dollars, but he's still he's still so spending high. that much. Yeah, he's over his that much, and then he also knows that he's going to get a six figure bonus at the end of the year. So mm-hmm. he might be. I mean, I've, I've I've known guys that have been drowning in like eighty ninety thousand dollars debt, and you're like, how the hell you got that? You make three hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, but they're like, and they motherfucker, st- don't you see how I spend? And they, and they still live in check to check. Exactly. They still haven't checked it. Um, check check never is never about exactly that person's wage. It's about the, that person's financial behavior. Okay. So 
even in our culture, a, a, a lot of things that I also see is that parents they will put bills in in children's names. Oh, so like kill that killer kid's credit from the beginning. Hold on, but if it's <laughs> done right, it can actually build a kid's credit. It could credit. work, yeah. If it's done right, yeah. But a lot of times when you know so and so got you know the cable bill and right. the the, the two year old, how is that even possible? Well, why would I, why I, would anyone allow a two year old's name to be on like a bill? Well, the thing is, well, the person you the thing is like social security numbers. When you put them in, I mean, the thing is everything is computerized. Yeah, like even when a, a human inputs information, it never says how old that that person. Right, right, right. Like I like like my son. When he he got his social security number card about three weeks after he was born, right, and it's right there, right. Obviously, you know, you know, we're responsible enough. We're not going to do anything with it, so right. we put it away. But I, 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 at that point, I realized I was like, "Damn!" So this is this is this is how it's people right. get their shit fucked up because somebody has an irresponsible parent yeah. and they've already fucked their credit up, right. and they're like, "Oh, I got a fresh social security number right now." It's like gold. And the thing is, like, no credit can go two ways. It can be good or it can be bad. Right. Sometimes lack of credit won't gain you credit. Sometimes lack of credit gets you credit, though. That's why, we're like, when you are on campus, freshman year college, and all the banks and credit companies are there, the you can you? open it up because you have no you have no credit, but that no credit works, into, works for your advantage. And that's the thing, because when I was first um, getting uh, financially educated on all this kind of stuff, um, they said no credit was just as bad as bad credit. It can be. It can be depending on what you're applying for and at the, the time in life you're you're doing. Like if you're 30 and somebody's looking at you for like an auto if a car loan and they're like, damn, like you have no credit. Mm. Like what have you been? You know, it's almost like being 30 and having no job history. Mm. It's like what the fuck you been doing? Right. <laughs> like you should have been doing something. Like you don't have a you know anything in your name. Nothing. A Verizon bill, something. Yeah. So back to when we talk about these kids, you know, these parents they're not paying the bills. Yeah. You know, um, they see it as just like people see a, a new credit card. They see it as free money and not something you use. You should be used responsibly. So like not, so I should use this credit card for emergencies. Yeah. Not, I got a new credit card. Let me go spend it. So not let a me kid, go run it up real quick. The kid grows up. He tries to apply for a loan. Or, you know, take a, get a cell phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, your, your credit is terrible. And it's because of these delinquent payments back when they were two years old. Yep. That's that's fucking sick to me. You it's know crazy. what I'm saying? And so usually, it, it, the crazy thing about it, too, is stuff will usually post, stuff stays on your credit report for not too long. I mean, not, not, let's see, not so long. I think after like seven years or something like that, it's, it's supposed to be off. But the problem is your credit score doesn't change because it's off. Right. It's just down. And it, it, it looks fucked up at that point, too, because then people look at your credit score and like, well, we don't know what happened to make your credit score go down so much. Right. But, you know, it's like 425 right now. It's like the, it's the, it's the floor right now. So if someone's starting off and they want to build their credit, what are some things that they should be doing? Uh, little things, first and foremost. I mean, the thing is like, Different depends on what you what you have. It, 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 things are weighed differently. So, for a cell phone, a cell phone, they report that to the credit bureaus, but the cell phone counts very little. So, if you're late on your cell phone bill a couple months, that doesn't affect your credit that much. Mm. If you have, 
Now, if you're late paying your rent, if you're late paying on your car loan, things of that nature, that's a much bigger hit. Because How do they know if you're late on your rent? Uh, because they, they, they report that stuff now. So the, the owner of the building yeah. or wherever you're staying. It reports it to a credit bureau. Now, and this is also a good thing, too, because I know a lot of people, sometimes people will sublease and things of that nature. Right. Sublet. You can ask whoever you're paying to. You can set it up to where that's also being reported to because you don't want to just, you know, you can you you, you want to do that to also establish like your rental history because that's a big thing they take into effect. You know, when you go get a new place, they like they want to see your rental history and then also they check your credit score. But you can, but yeah, they report all that to the credit bureaus. Wow. Okay, so you said little things. So they get the cell phone. Those is, those kind of low. But if they want to build build their credit, what they have to do is make sure that they're paying their rent. Uh, yeah. Student loans, maybe. Student loans. Student loans have a their thing called it's called good debt. Okay. Good debt means like stuff like student loans don't count against your credit score. Stuff like hospital bills does. Oh. Uh. Like hospital bills do. Credit uh, student loans don't. Obviously, home loans, car loans, all that stuff does. Yeah, it's just all classified differently. Uh, like I say, like. Cell phone bills, cable bills, things of that nature. They report to credit bureaus, but doesn't mean that much. The bi- the biggest thing to do in terms of establishing credit or building credit is getting a credit card. Getting a credit card. Getting and credit card is like the is the first thing. This is so important because even <coughs> excuse me, even when I was starting out with uh, building my credit and things like that, I would I went to the bank and I'm like, all right, yeah, let me get a credit card. And they was like, you don't have any credit. And I was like, okay. So, like, what? Like, I don't even know the next step. So, so and, after that, if you, can't get a, uh, if you can't get a traditional credit card, then you get what's called a secured credit card. Yeah, that's what they gave me. And a secured credit card is basically you're putting, you're putting money onto that card. Like, you're going to get approved for a certain limit. They'll say, okay, we'll approve you for $500 right. limit, but you have to put a $500 deposit down. And right. it, it teaches discipline because... You can only spend what you have in there, mm-hmm. but it, it it's reported like a normal credit card. Yeah, that, that's what had happened because um, I had to put $500 in my account, and I could spend up to $500 as my limit, but I had to always pay it back, right. ma- maintain um, you know, that $500 limit, but my credit score jumped like, a, like 60 points. Yeah, exactly. Just because I had this secured card, and, and after a while- they give you a real card. Exactly. That's, that's that's a good thing. Just stay. That's the best thing to do. Get a, If you can't get a traditional card, get a secure card. Like, use it for the bare minimum stuff. Right. Like, set it up for like an auto payment of like a cell phone bill or something like this. So right. you, it shows you you're paying it and then boom, you're paying it right back. And it's always good to pay, you know, they always give you like minimum payment $20. Right. You should pay like $40 at least. Right. Or if not, you know, or if not, just paying the whole thing because... But your score also depends on how much credit you have. So if you're if you have a credit card and the limit is twenty five hundred, and you've spent two grand of that, that affects your credit card. Your, your credit score is negative. That that that's the uh, credit card utilization thing. Exactly. So w- even with me, when you I should keep thirty percent or lower. Thirty percent or lower. So for everybody, if we're talking too fast, um, literally, I had the. Uh, a secured card the limit was like 500 $500 I had to keep that I had to keep it literally like between 100 and 130 dollars 
I couldn't go over yeah, hundred yeah. and like thirty dollars. Yeah, one fifty would be would be your maximum you should keep in terms yeah. of the utilization. Right. So when you when you get your secure cards, when y'all get your uh, you know, this the y'all credit ones. cards. There's different ones, there's really good ones. Right. The um, Discover, mm-hmm. Discover Secure Card, the Bank of America Secure Card, mm-hmm. and I think it's one of the Capital One cards. Okay. Or like the best ones. The best ones to get. Yeah. yeah. And American Express used to have one and they I think they discontinued it. But those are those are like the best ones. Could be all because you also get so many perks like a regular card. Yeah. Like I like I had a discovered secured and I've now have a regular discovered, but I mean even when I had it secured, I I got like crazy cash back. Mm-hmm. So depending on like what I spent, I think at the end of the first year I wound up getting like two hundred dollars back in cash back Word. rewards. Because of like just how much I spent and how much I spent on, in certain places. Yeah, like even so with so with like the secure card, I'm telling y'all, when y'all go out and y'all get those uh secure cards to help build your credit when you're starting off, literally my yo, you just keep the credit card utilization, only use up to like thirty percent of the card and um always pay it on time. One thing that I realized that was hurting me was I I used to pay it all off. I kept no balance. And that was yeah. and that was bad. Yeah. Because they was like, you're using it like it's debit. And right. why should the company say, let me trust you with money if you're just going to keep paying it all off? You have to keep a balance. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they're, I mean, they're in the business of... That's how they make their yeah, money. that's how they make their money. Like, they, you have to use it. <laughs> because, cause, like, I mean, I've, I've known people that have had cards with, with high limits get canceled. Because they just didn't use it. <laughs> yeah. Like, crazy. That'll be with, like, $5,000, $10,000 limits on their cards, but they, they they kept it in a, in, the, in the kitchen drawer. And, they and it, was, it was like they, they just kept it for emergencies, but they didn't realize, yo, you should be at least having, like, at least one recurring payment on it. Some kind of balance. Just have something. Like, have your cable bill go to it. Right. And then have your, and then have your checking account automatically deduct that to cover that every month. So, you, you know, you're covering all your bases, make sure nothing's late. You just keep that going. Um, what are these what are these banks looking for when you're trying to obtain a loan or like a mortgage or something like that? What are they looking for in your credit report? What are some things that you gotta make sure is they, well obviously they don't wanna see bankruptcies. Right. Things of that nature. But they also like I said, they also they judge it on the type of debt you you you've occurred. Like if it's like student loans, they're like you know that could be a pain. Yeah. Obviously, that person—that's something that that's that person is going to be paying for a while. Yeah. But I mean, it's 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 a judge of character. Like it's not always a numbers game. Like they literally judge certain things on your credit report, and they apply that to you know to build to see what type of person they're dealing with. So they literally <laughs> look at it and be like, all right, man, this dude was in Gucci all last all last <laughs> month. They, they 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 see if you got a bunch of write offs, credit write off, because you know some certain times when you owe money to certain companies and it goes to collections, whatever. Sometimes it just gets written off. They're like, yo, this motherfucker's never paying. Yeah, they just know <laughs> it. Just write it off, and then now it's just that's just gonna be in your credit. That's gonna be in your credit report for like four or five years. Like nothing wow. you can do about that shit. It's just like it's just like when you have a bank account and your bank account gets the, the account gets closed. Right. And that's just gonna be you know in the system for like six or seven years. Wow. Like, it's just, you just can't So all shake. the people that was doing them scams and all that at the bank thinking, okay, yeah, I'm gonna just cash yeah. this fake check, blah, blah, blah. It, it, that's on your credit report. Yeah. All that all that's on there. 
and it ain't moving. And the thing is, a good thing I think everybody should, matter of fact, everybody should do is download Credit Karma. That's that was the first thing that I that I got. I uh, the Credit Karma. I applied for that. And that was the first time I was like, all right, I'm monitoring right. this score. Because you're monitoring your score. You can put now, I mean, they just added some things in there where, like, you can put goals. If you want, you can put financial goals in terms of saving. You can put financial, you can put goals in terms of, you might have an ideal credit score. They'll be like, yo, I'm 725. I want to hit 725 in the next year. Right. And they'll tell you things how to do it. And they wow. also give you, they also will give you recommendations on, what cards to get? What cards to get in personal loans? That nation, they they because they, they'll do it based on what your score is. So they're not just telling you apply for this. Yeah, you know, applying for applying for cards also affects your credit. Score. That's that could be bad. Yeah, or that's the, why the, the hard increase. Do, yeah, hard yo, money, listen, I'm, when you go in to get a car and you want to go buy, you know, what I'm saying a car, and they be like, yo, let me just pull your credit. Yo, be careful. Don't be just letting these dudes pull your credit and without your permission and doing all this shit, you're looking at all these hard inquiries on your credit score. Now you got the hard inquiries on your credit score and it's it's your points dropping like 50 points. Exactly. I mean, you go to Macy's. Yeah. Go to Bloomingdale's. Like, yo, you want to get a car to the 30%? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I already know the answer. I might get approved, but no. <laughs> yeah, because the off chance is just not worth it. The off chance that you don't get approved and it says, hey, you went out and you was looking for uh, a credit card and they told you no. Drop your score and that stays on. You know, yeah, now it's affected. And it's gonna, and that's, you know, now you got to work extra hard on everything else you do for the next couple of months to get that shit back just for that little hit you took. Right. So that still drop your shit like 30 points. That was another thing I wanted to ask you. Is that process long when you talk about when you take a hit it's easy to you can lose forty points in a day. Yeah. How about getting those points back? It's longer. It's gonna be like, it's like twice as long. Right. It's twice as long, and, it, and it's crazy because it, it, you're gonna you're gonna get to a point where you're doing everything right, especially when you're like first building up. When you're first building up your score, it's moving so fast. It's Everything so high, is just booming. You're like, damn, it's easy. But once you, you're gonna get to a point. Where you're not perfect, yeah. but you're like in a good place, yeah. and you could be like, "Damn, what else can I do?" Yeah, get my score. Yeah. And there's literally nothing you can do at that point. It's kind of like you just gotta kind of wait it out and just let let the process take its place. But there's definitely a point where it kind of caps off, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Damn, I've literally done everything I could right. to get that get those significant jumps." Mm-hmm. And now I just gotta stay on my shit. Now it's like that, just that waiting game. Now, like, let me just stay on top of this. Let me make sure I pay all this stuff, and you just your credit utilization is right. All your bills are paid on time. Mm-hmm. It's just that waiting game. But that it's the, like I said, it's like that one little thing drops it down. You know, 10 yeah. times as quick as it would be to build it back up. Listen, make sure when y'all go out there and y'all getting these loans and y'all applying and y'all getting these secured cards and you're building your credit, you're working on your credit, I, you know, make sure you're on top of it. Log in like you log on to your Facebook and your Twitter accounts. You know what I'm saying? Go to your little Credit Karma account. See what's going on. See the fluctuation. And it has a lot of good stuff on uh, Credit Karma that tells you how to keep these numbers up, how to get the numbers up, how to, you know, and Google it. That's another thing too. Like there's there's like step-by-step things online that will teach you. It's just that, a people don't want to do it, and and B people don't know about it. Another good thing though too is see I think um, you know there's different agencies that report credit scores. You know like a credit card you see like two different scores. You see like the TransUnion one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah one. But another but, it was, but it, what it doesn't show is 
the FICO score. Yeah, the FICO and FICO score, score is what's used uh, is the is the ultimate factor when you're getting like uh, like home loans. Yeah, things of that nature. And the FICO score is totally different. Like I've seen my FICO score before be like twenty points lower than my TransUnion score. Yeah, mine's was actually like twenty points higher. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that. It's like it's like it's like 20, 30 points give or take sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's good to also like because once every 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 U.S. citizen is entitled to one free hard copy of the credit report a year. Oh, so it's Lord. always good to like go online and request that, and they'll send it to you within like two or three days. It's free. And it's the hard copy of every because like because like things like credit card and stuff like they don't always show every everything. single thing on there. Everything, yeah. That that hard copy of your your, your shit, you see everything. And you'll see ways to. I mean, another good thing too is when you see stuff in your report, even if you, even if that's you, even if you have, a, even if you have something in collections, yeah, like you gotta fight that shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's always good to. Like I've done it before. Like I've been like, that wasn't me, and they're like, hell yeah, we 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 found this in error and they took it off. Wow, sometimes it, it happens, sometimes it don't. Like I, it, but it's always good to be like disputed, like. If it's, lo- it's been long enough, you're like, that was not wasn't me. me. Right. <laughs> it was not me. Credit score anonymous. Um, while I got you here, before we wrap things up, talk to me a little bit about this whole Bitcoin craze. Like everybody's going crazy about these cryptocurrencies. Um, I did some research on it. You know what I mean? It's a lot of like weird technological shit. You know what I mean? But there's ways to make a lot of money and everybody's going in a frenzy about it. Like what, what what's going on with this whole Bitcoin thing? It's like the Wild Wild West. Yeah. It's like, I mean, there's really no way to almost like completely describe it. Like everybody has, you know, their own theories on just why it's gotten so big. Right. Why it's so volatile. I mean, it's stories about, you know, like how these miners and it's crazy. Like, I mean, the way. The miners it, what? What happened with that? Like, I mean, that the miners is that, I mean, that's, that's how the, that's how the prices go off the way they are. Mm. It's all goes to like these currency miners and it's 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 so weird. But it's also so crazy. I mean the stories that you you hear about people that got into it dumb early. Yeah. And and you know are up so much money right now. And then you got stories about like this dude that, that lost eighty million. Wow. Cause he had it all saved on a hard drive and he threw the hard drive out by accident. What? Yeah, he had it all saved on the hard drive, the, the, the bitcoins, and he lost it. And the dude, but this, this doesn't day, to this day he's in the he's like he's he's in the landfills where they where they bought the garbage from his neighborhood. Look, he's looking for that hard drive. He's looking for the hard drive for like a year. But doesn't this wallet doesn't go into something like the money that you have? Yeah, his, his wallet was that hard drive. But it does. There's no like big cloud where. Nah, okay, it says that's this is your bank account of Bitcoin, and that's the thing is like that's literally the thing. Like it, it can go. That's why it's that's another reason why it's so crazy. Like there were some hackers um, a couple weeks ago that broke into a system this mm-hmm. of this you know like this little this brokerage and stole their bitcoins. I think that's why Bitcoin Hacked was invented. the system and stole their coins. <laughs> Just easy like that. Like I think that's why Bitcoin was really invented because. Real life hackers could just create fake everything. But, but that's the crazy thing about it. It was originally supposed to be 
an alternative to the regulated currency we have. Like we have the dollars, mm. you know, other countries have theirs. Yeah, it's like a universal. It was supposed to be a universal form of currency. Right. But currency isn't supposed to fluctuate in its value the way it does. Like, you never hear about, I mean, obviously, the dollar, yeah. the euro, everything goes up and down, but never like Not this. in a day. Not in a couple hours. Yeah, so, I mean. It goes from being worth $4,000 to $15,000 in a week. Yeah. That's ridiculous. How can people make money on that? Do you have money invested in into this? Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's like I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I mean, I just I go into it. I see. I what I try to do is every time I've bought, I've bought because I mean, you know, they have they have Bitcoin, they have Litecoin, uh, they have XLP. I mean, there's there's literally I think about twenty major forms of cryptocurrency that they're traded. Right. And so what I try to do is I try to monitor when, when I've, you know, on the days in which I've invested in it, when I've bought more, I've basically looked at how it's performed and I try to wait till it goes down, which is they call buying, buying the dip. Right. So if it's trading at Bitcoin was trading at like 17,000 a day and I look at it tonight, I see it's trading at like 16,500. I'm like, Oh, it's down. So I, so I know that at least if it rebounds to, to the previous 17000 I, le- I at least know that I'm going to make at least that much back. But then, then I Or mean, more if it keeps going up. But I'm hearing when it's time to sell your coin, it's a little, it's a little tricky. What's up with that? Yeah. It's, it, it's hard to unload. And that's, so you that's, could buy it up and you could watch the money go up. And that's, and that's, and that's the thing, too, is that you got to be skeptical about a, lot, about a lot of the people that, you know, the, the so-called Bitcoin millionaires because they're, 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 they're essentially paper rich. They don't necessarily have all that money in possession. They might have a, you know, portfolio that says, yo, I, owe, I own this much Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So... I'm this much rich, but they don't necessarily have that in their account. They can they can use that as collateral, you know. Certain places will, will, will that will accept them, it, give them money, or you know, they, or, they, or, there's, or there's places that actually accept Bitcoin. Right? There's actually, I think, uh, wow. I think, I think PayPal just started tinkering with their system so they can accept Bitcoin. Yeah, I heard of some like Lamborghini dealerships that will accept Bitcoin. Yeah, it's like it's some weird places around New York. That right. take Bitcoin, and which is why now you have the the, the market now where people are making, where people are selling physical Bitcoin wallets. Wow! Which act like which look it look like little hard drives, look like little flash drives, and then boom, it's like Apple Pay. You can just wow. scan it somewhere, and it uses it. it, it they take the Bitcoin. So yeah, when you say rich on paper, I think that is so interesting because when people think, oh yeah, Bitcoin, yeah, this time the third, they don't realize that Bitcoin is not like a. A bank, a bank where you could go in and take out $500. You can't do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You'll have to use Bitcoin wherever Bitcoin is accepted, which is, you know, becoming more versed with every, everywhere around the world. But it's, it's not everything, right? And two, it's not real money. And, and if you want it to become real money, you have to sell it, right? Yeah. And when you sell it, that takes... How long? Two weeks? Three weeks? It's a while. I got some. I got some pending. I got money pending. <laughs> I got money pending both ways, Matthew. I got money pending from that. I I have one. I have money coming out of one of my bank accounts right now to fund my Bitcoin wallet. Right. So I can buy more of the shit, and then I got money coming 
from Every, Coinbase everything is a going process. back into my account because I'm from shit I tried to sell. Man, this is bullshit. It's, I mean, I... But it's working. I mean, I know, I mean, I'm like, I don't know that much about it, so you know, like I said, like, I'm just, yeah, I, I've definitely been, I, I, it's something that I'm like, yeah, you can't, you can't pass up. You got, you got to at least roll the dice on a little bit. See I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I don't have the balls to be, like, I know people that kind of like, have kind of like went balls out and bought a lot. <laughs> But there, there was literally, I was, it was like an article or something like that, and he was just like, hey, man, all of my rich friends started doing it, so I started doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? They, nobody really, nobody seems to really, like, get it so much, but they said a lot of smart people that I know started doing it, and when smart people start doing shit in the market, you want to start doing it's shit. It's like, so, like, Jamie Dimon, who was, who's the head of Goldman Sachs, there was just this, there was this conference, like, about a month ago, all the financial leaders in the world, you know, met up and Jamie Dimon made this huge speech just condemning Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin is like is unregulated, don't trust it. Yeah. It's a bubble, it's gonna burst. Yeah. The at that same time, Goldman Sachs had a had a department of department of Goldman Sachs had they bought like thirty million dollars of oh Bitcoin. God. So and, and, that's, and, that, and that's 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 what I'm hearing from a lot of people. A lot of people, a lot of financial minds are like, "Hey, look, I don't trust this shit. You know, I don't know what to say about it." But they're also, on the other hand, they're like, "I'm not letting it go." I, yeah, I got you can't miss the train on this, so I got to get on it. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, maybe maybe we'll get more in depth on that kind of stuff. I just wanted to definitely ask you about that while I had you here. Um, you know, what I'm saying thank you for all your insight. I've been getting a lot of uh, crazy emails. Uh, I've been getting a lot. Yo, the emails that I get about trapping anonymous, man. I really wanted to do like a segment on uh, some of the emails that I get. I had one. Um, yeah, you gotta do like the the the, the uh, get like the mailbag. Yeah, like the trapping <laughs> anonymous um, email uh, email bag. You know what I'm saying? Um, one email literally said, "Hey man." Uh, the girl that you had uh, for, <laughs> he said the, the, it was a it was young like, lady. She was asking about uh, the back page anonymous, the girl yeah. <laughs> on the back page anonymous, and she wanted to know if I could release her contact because she wanted to bring a female home with her and her man hey. to have a, a a threesome. And it's like, yo, I love. I love, I love the listeners because they do not hold back. They be asking me the wildest shit and things like that. Yo, yo, I had one person really trying to give me $40,000 to invest. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, yo, hold on. (laughs) I'm just like, hold on. I'm not, this is, I'm I'm just giving out the jewels and the tools and things like that. Please do not, do not wire me any money. I, I don't know what to do with your money. You know yo, what I'm saying? That's how it starts, yo. No, and next thing you know, I'm gonna be on trapping anonymous for some motherfucking uh, scheme on stealing people's money and you, you know what I'm the, the trapping anonymous like hedge fund. Yeah, that that like like the shit that uh, we just came off of. So I don't know. Keep emailing me. I'm gonna keep discussing uh, some of uh, the emails that I the wild emails that I get. Um, at the end of shows, and you know, see how y'all like that little segment. Um, my name is Chris Dallas. It's Trapping Anonymous. Credit score anonymous. Let's get it. This episode of Trapping Anonymous is engineered by Bunchanya Lunsford. <laughs> <laughs> 